0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of our Sustainability Perspectives podcast, where we discuss packaging sustainability trends and developments with thought leaders from across the packaging value chain. Today, we're taking a closer look at innovation in the area of polystyrene. Uh, So Trinseo has recently announced that three of its flagship styrene, polystyrene resins are now available with renewable content. And um, to find out more about this, I'll be talking with uh, Julien Ronvoise, who is Global Sustainability, Marketing and Business Development Manager at Trinseo, And uh, we will find out more about this uh, recent addition to Trinseo's Sustainable Material Solutions Portfolio. And uh, we'll discuss the challenges that had to be overcome when it came to creating these new materials. So, um, yeah, welcome, Julien. And uh, thank you very much for being here today. Great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth. I'm very glad to have this opportunity to indeed talk about our uh, latest lunch around our, our biomaterial.
0: Um, so yeah, to start us off, um, I'd like to learn a bit more about these new materials. Um, I'm assuming that they combine fossil and renewable content. and um, I was wondering, could you tell us about the process that's used to has been used to create these new materials?
1: Yeah, indeed, I will uh, explain you a little bit about the process, probably just uh, for the auditor also to, uh, to make sure uh, that they got exactly what we've been doing over the past uh, months. Uh, so what, uh, what we have done is to launch uh, recently uh, a family of product, bioproducts, um, standing uh, from Polystyrene and our flagship Styron, uh, related also to our ABS and SIN type of family. Uh, but now those uh, ABS, nylon, and polystyrene products are coming with uh, renewable content. So actually, these materials are uh, what we call the certified material, under uh, a well-known, or actually it's becoming very well-known, ISCC certification, which combine indeed uh, fossil-based polymers with renewable raw materials. And this is done under uh, a mass balance process, which probably we can discuss a little bit afterwards. And it results in uh, having a a bio, what we say a bio-attributed composition standing from 80 to 95%. So what it does mean basically, it means that we are offering what we call a drop-in solution to customers. We seek to further increase the sustainability efforts. And these materials are really equivalent replacements to their fossil-based counterparts and offer both identical, and I really insist on this aspect, identical performance properties and processability. That's what we, we have launched a few months ago, back in November 2021. And uh, so, Elizabeth, you were asking about the, the process. Well, So how does it work? Actually, we rely on, on the process. Called uh, feedstock cracking. So during this process called feedstock cracking, we use bio waste like uh, organic waste, like uh, use kitchen oil, wood residues, which are treated, purified, converted to achieve a high quality renewable feedstock. And then this high quality renewable feedstock will be Combine or blended with fossil-based content in the already existing industry assets, or what we call crackers, to produce different chemical intermediates that will serve to produce ultimately the resins like ABS, like polystyrene. So with this process, which involves basically the, the blending of sustainable and fossil-based material, There is uh, the inherent challenge of tracking the amount of sustainable content. And this is exactly where the so-called mass balance concept comes in. So the mass balance here is used to track the sustainable content really uh, throughout the value chain.
0: You, manu- uh, you mentioned certification and um, a mass, mass balance. So you've got um, certificates um, for this material, you, ma- you said. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, actually, a mass balance concept is really also some kind of a new concept. And obviously, um, with this new concept, you need to make sure that uh, the calculation is done uh, in a, in a controlled manner. And this is basically guaranteed by uh, a third body. Um, would provide this type of certification, guaranteeing that you are using the, the right rules to um, claim for your uh, bio or recycled content. So this is called indeed mass balance approach, uh, which should be used basically whenever you mix sustainable and non-sustainable materials in a continuous production process. So this is uh, a pretty efficient what we call chain of custody method, again, to track sustainably advantaged material throughout the complex value chains to measure exactly the sustainable content in the finished goods. So it's uh, it's actually a methodology uh, applicable to, to, I mean, widely used by many industries, actually. Um, probably the the simplest analogy that we are using is uh, the green electricity. Uh, when we want to explain the mass balance concept, so whenever a citizen, you and me, wants to, to buy uh, green electricity, we are knocking at the door of a, of a, an electric supplier who have who has in his mix renewable uh, energy. But obviously, when we are switching on the 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 lights at home. We don't know at that moment if the electricity is coming from uh, from uh, renewable uh, sites or, or non-renewable sites. But what we know is that buying from this supplier, we are uh, basically doing a gesture toward the circular economy. Because this supplier will be also able to increase more and more the renewable content within its mix. So it's really supportive of circular economy. And here it's working exactly the same. When you are buying a mass balance certified product from us, it means that we have included somewhere on the value chain, sustainable recycle or bio content. And the mass balance enables us to measure the sustainable content and allocate that to the final, to the finished goods. And today we, we have certified a certain number of sites, uh, notably within Europe we do have uh, our polystyrene sites in Belgium certified also in Germany we do have our polycarbonate sites also in Germany certified same for ABS same for SAN in Netherlands and we do have also certified in Germany in Riemenster or latex production now we are working to move beyond the european border and also to Spread these mass balance certified products in Asia and very soon also North America.
0: Hmm. So, um, it's good to have this transparency with certifications, definitely. I wanted to come back a bit to the compositions of these material. You mentioned a little bit about it before, but um, yeah, I was wondering um, what sort of percentages of bio content do these materials have?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So currently, to to achieve what we're calling a bio-attributed composition, what we are doing is that we replace virgin fossil-derived components like styrene for polystyrene or like acrylonitrile for ABS, which are the building blocks of this polymer. And so we are replacing this fossil-derived component by a renewable material giving you an example. ABS, you've got three building blocks, acrylonitrile, butadiene, and styrene. Today, we can replace the fossil-based acrylonitrile and styrene by a renewable material, which means that we can offer up to a 80% bio content type of ABS. So obviously, as you have understood, when it comes to the bio content, this is relative to the percentage of, the, of that fossil based component in the composition. So it's really depending on the material and what we are replacing. So today, when I'm looking at PS, ABS, and SN, basically we can play with bio content from 80 to 95% bio content.
0: That's um, that's pretty impressive. Um, I was wondering, is it would it be possible to have one hundred percent recycled or bio content, or would that be the ultimate goal?
1: Well, I mean, the objective with uh, all sustainable material is to replace the, the fossil-based building block, the monomers, uh, with sustainable content, uh, and this replacement can 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 be made obviously based on what is currently available in the marketplace. And and currently, the the supply of the sustainable content is rather limited, let's face it. But the objective is to evolve to a point where the the industry, uh, or as an industry society, where it is freely available. But in reality, a full 1% sustainable material is difficult to achieve today. Because there are certain additives in the formulation, in the material, that are used to ensure the performance properties that are not available as sustainable content yet. I'm giving an example: polystyrene. We can bring to the market a polystyrene up to ninety-five with a claim up to ninety-five percent bio-content. Why only 95? I would say because there is still some additives that we need to use indeed to enhance the properties of the polystyrene, which are not sustainable. And as per the ISEC rules, we cannot claim these additives as being sustainable, so we cannot claim a 1% percent bio uh, polystyrene. However, the industry is continuously evolving and obviously new solutions are being developed every day to provide more sustainable solution, And we hope that we can reach this 1% sustainable biocontent claim very soon. Mm,
0: yes, that would be an interesting development to watch, definitely. Could you um, tell me a bit more about the um, type of biocontent that you use for these materials?
1: Yeah, that's an important uh, aspect because, I mean, the biocontent in the material we just launched includes um, examples like. We use kitchen oil, residues from the pulp industry, forestry residues. I mean, basically, it's uh, it's uh, what we call second-generation renewable material. Meaning, and this is extremely important, it does not compete with food sources, and is thus consistent with a sustainable food future. And that's uh, a very important uh, aspect. Of the offer that we're positioning to the market. This is about bio waste and it's not competing with uh, the food chain.
0: Mm, absolutely, yes, that's definitely a very, um, a very important point. Could you tell me, sort of in, in summary, about the benefits of having this renewable content and what the impact on the environment is using this renewable content as opposed to? just using virgin materials.
1: Yeah, indeed. I mean, um, having sustainable content is good, but uh, you need to make sure that uh, the action that you are taking basically is having a positive impact on the environment. And uh, a good way to do that is to use what we call uh, LCA, uh, life cycle analysis. And we have gone through... Uh, a series of, of carbon footprint analysis to indeed determine the, the percent reduction in, in carbon footprint when we are producing this material based on bio content versus fossil based equivalents. For example, with our uh, biopolystyrene, our styrene biopolystyrene, when replacing fossil with bio styrene, it yields, so first of all, to a, a 95% bio formulation. And second, it results in a 84% reduction in CO2 footprint. That's quite significant. That's for uh, biopolystyrene. Another example um, or uh, bio-ABS, Magnum bio ABS. Again, by replacing, both the fossil styrene and the fossil acrylonitrile, with their bio-based counterparts, we can achieve one, 80% biocomposition, as I was mentioning earlier, and it results in a 71% CO2 footprint reduction, which is again, a nice demonstration that by using bio content, we can play very favorably on the environment.
0: Obviously, there's a difference between using biocontent and recycled materials, and um, I was wondering what's uh, what's the difference between using biocontent or recycled materials, as from a sustainability perspective. And uh, would you say there is uh, an advantage of using one over the other?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's also a, a nice one. Um, so. Both basically a law, I would say, to to protect our natural resources, both support a circular economy, and both reduce carbon footprint. So in this way, I would say both protect uh, the environment uh, for our future generation. So both are good in that sense. It doesn't probably address immediately your question. Now... Renewable material is derived from biomass or biofeedstock. And so that's defined uh, as a resource which can be regenerated in a certain period of time. Renewable. Recycled product uh, is something that uh, is coming from a product which has been used, which has been reclaimed, processed, and reused again. What we know is with recycled material you cannot achieve 100% renewable, renewable content. Simple reason being due to the recycling process you lose material during the process. So assuming that you want to you, you've got the same demand basically of material so you want pro- to produce the same quantity well it means that because of the loss well it needs to be compensated to some points which means that we have to add virgin material. And obviously, we, we want to, to strive to avoid the use of fossil-based material, so we are going to lean to our bio-based material. That's how we can actually attain that uh, 100% that uh, you, you asked me uh, about earlier, by mixing hmm. the two, cycle and bio-based material. So actually, we need both. And that's why I would say it's, it's quite complementary, actually.
0: And um, yeah, obviously, we've talked a lot about the uh, material, but I was wondering um, what type of applications can this material be used for?
1: Yeah, so um, this material, based on this uh, famous mass balance concept, is uh, per definition identical to its fossil counterpart. So this is what we call the drop-in replacement. And as such, uh, it can be used in any application area. So we have cross-industry customers in industries ranging from appliances to packaging, to automotive, to consumer electronics. So it's, it's appropriate for all of them. So the, the performance property, and this is a, a key element, huh, I repeat, are exactly the same as with what you find in the virgin fossil-based equivalent. That's uh, one of the key elements of this uh, mass-balance certified type of product, drop-in solution.
0: Obviously, this has been uh, developed by Trinseo, and I was wondering, is this, um, this material in an industry first, or has something similar already been, been launched elsewhere as well?
1: Well, I would say that the certified mass balance products uh, are quite new in, in a sense that we are not the only one today to, to promote that to the market, but it's a, a rather a new space. Uh, when it comes to polystyrene or to ABS, I think we are part of the first one to really promote that to the market. Um, when it comes to more broadly, I would say, uh, bio or sustainable material, um, this is not the first. Actually, Trinceo uh, has been very much engaged to, to unlock the full circularity of all its material. So, for instance, we, we had already launched early uh, 2021 a bio-based version of polystyrene under our, our, our core, so CO2-RE core bio family. In parallel, we we have also been working on on other recycled solutions. A very uh, nice one has been the launch in 2020 uh, of a recycled polystyrene solution from a dissolution technology. Uh, It has been done last May, where we launched in partnership with the leading dairy brand, Yocle, a recycled polystyrene made from chemical recycling process to enable notably the first yogurt cup made uh, with 50% recycled certified plastics or polystyrene. That was really the first one on the market. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I would say we, we are really trying to um, to really focus our attention as Trinseo, on really deploying a sustainable option within our uh, portfolio. And um, our goal is clear, by 2030, we want to have forty percent of our product mix made of sustainably advantaged products. That's our goal.
0: Obviously, you've mentioned some some other developments at Prinse. Well, I was wondering, are there any? Um, can you give me a sneak preview of any any upcoming developments um, at the company that you could talk about in in conclusion of this podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, again, it's such a hot topic, especially, I mean, within the, our industries, but especially within Trincio, really, uh, the, the level of attention is uh, at its utmost level, uh, really supported a uh, big time by our top management. And uh, proof of that, I will mention notably that we have formed recently a formal sustainability business and services unit within the company which is fully dedicated to provide sustainable feedstock and uh, circular tool and services to support our partners, our partners being even external customers, but obviously first and foremost, what we call our derivative business, the polymer businesses. Uh, That's one. Uh, Another interesting uh, initiative That we are also supportive of is that we we are working right now, as we are are speaking, uh, on the chemical recycling plant in Tessenderlo in Belgium. And uh, actually, late uh, 2021, it has been also uh, emphasized in the press uh, recently. Trinseo contracted with uh, a global technology provider called Sinova, supported by TNO, the famous. Research Institute. And we have also contracted with the global engineering, engineering service company Worley to support this, uh, this plant. And now we are currently working on uh, the engineering package to, uh, to prepare uh, the, the establishment of this uh, chemical recycle uh, site in Belgium. Uh, most recently, another important milestone within Trinseo is that we, we have purchased uh, uh, our first recycler, Eastland, a Dutch recycler, which is a specialist uh, in terms of collecting and recycling uh, several polymers from PMMA to PS, ABS, and polycarbonate material, which is, uh, as you can see, creating a very nice uh, synergy with a uh, with range of products that we are uh, supplying to the market today. And uh, maybe I can also mention, that was also announced a few months ago, that we have uh, also signed an off-take agreement for uh, the recycled styrene that will come from um, a project led by a leading Belgian recycler in Daver, And this off-take agreement is running for the next 10 years. And so we will really uh, of take this recycled styrene to enable the, and support the production of, of sustainable polymers. So and as you can see, as a company, we are very much moving uh, in the direction of a, of a more specialty material and sustainable solution provider, as we put it. And uh, we are really creating the right building blocks to achieve that goal. Uh, so we really started this journey with polystyrene, and now we are broadening our sustainable emphasize, focusing on the other polymer. We do have in you know, orange, standing from ABS, covering SIN, PMMA, polycarbonate, polycarbonate, and latex and binders. So this is really the, the first step of, uh, of, uh, of a, a very long and hopefully successful journey uh, on a sustainable successful journey.
0: Hmm, definitely, yes. So we, um, we'll obviously keep in touch and um, see how um, what new developments come out. And So, um, yeah, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for being my guest today, Julia, and uh, for sharing your thank insights. Thank you very
1: much, Elizabeth. Thank, thank you, you, you very much. It was a pleasure and uh, looking forward for uh, the next steps.
0: Hmm, absolutely, yes. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening as well. Uh, Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on all the latest podcast episodes as well as video interviews and discussion panels as part of our Sustainable Packaging Summit. Thank you.